today's episode of the Flag on the Play podcast, the first ever episode for the Flag on the Play podcast for Friday, April 30th, the day that'll go in the history books. The fellas talked NFL draft. We're talking draft day fits. We're talking a lot about the chair. There's a lot of Goodell talk at the end. You're going to want to stick around for that. Winners and losers of the draft, best dressed. We saw everything. We talk about everything. Most importantly, though, what you're going to want to do, stay up to date with the Flag on the Play Follow us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple, five-star reviews on Apple, please. Download Audible because you don't have Audible. Subscribe on there. Follow us on Instagram. We're posting shakers over there. So please do follow that at the flag on the play. New episodes every Monday and Friday. Stay up to date. We'll see you back here on Monday morning. Enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. All the day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on Jaybird Street. Every one of the officials through their their flag and look at Pete Merrill. He's got a smile on his face. Rock and Robin. Low Rock and Robin, cause we're really gonna rock up tonight. This is your Friday edition, the inaugural edition, episode one of the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. Fellas, there's a quarterback controversy in Jacksonville. What say you? Electric draft. Electric draft. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. That voice you're hearing, that's Alex. And the skip to his Stephen A., Owen Clark. Yes, sir. How's it going, Owen? It's good, dude. I love the draft. I loved it. It, was, it had twists and turns. It had winners and losers. It was just, it was a roller coaster for sure. We're fresh off the press. Just oh, finished yeah. it. Well, I think it ended a couple minutes ago too. So yeah, locked yep. in all the picks and we're oh. ready to roll. Yeah. The Bucks picked last. I will say right away, first like segment of the draft, they cut to a Bucks fan. Guy had a replica Super Bowl in each hand. Did you guys see that? Oh, he's flaunting. He's flexing. He is flexing. Fresh off that title. When you're picking number 32, that's a good feeling. You're still celebrating. Oh, we'll get into the fans. We'll get into the fans. Roger uh, was doing his thing. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, man. Did you boys see that big-ass sticker, the COVID vaccine sticker? Oh, yeah. He was rocking it. He's letting people know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get into all. We'll get into all things Roger. We'll get into it all. What are you guys giving this draft out of 10? What are you guys giving it? As an overall experience, I've got to give it a, I want to give it an eight, dude, just because coming off COVID with the hugs and everything, I just, it was great. I loved it. It was good vibes. It, it was really good vibes. Was. I'm giving it, really it was. I'm giving it a 77. Yep. 77 overall. That's yeah, not I'm bad. giving it like a 7.5. I think it was pretty good. It was super interesting in the beginning, obviously, uh, but I don't think there were any. I mean, given the Aaron Rodgers news, I mean, if that would have broke, that would have been a 10, 10, that would have been a 10, but 100%. we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll get into that later as well. For sure. I, the, the draft kind of started at number three. Everybody's going to be talking about it. It was the Trey Lance, Mac Jones debate for the last, seems like three months. What'd you guys think of the final decision, Trey Lance? I mean, I thought it was, I thought at the end of the day, they made the right call. I'm not going to lie. I think I think Trey Lance was a more talented prospect. I think, I mean, yeah, I just think they kind of got in their own heads. And I don't know what they're if they're playing the media game or what was going on with the Max Jones stuff, Mac Jones stuff. But 
I think Trey Lance is just a better prospect overall. I think he's going to be a lot better as a pro for sure. For sure. I agree. That was... yeah, go, go ahead, for... Alex. No, yeah, I thought that was uh... – it was weird, you know, in the beginning they were, I mean, they traded quite a bit to get up to the third pick and to not be sure what guy you're selecting was a little concerning. I think they went with the right choice in Lance. Um, he's got a cannon of an arm. He can move, uh, catches balls in the shotgun and then just like rips off 20 yards rushing. Um, and he can take a tackle. I've seen guys try to tackle him. They just bounce off him. Like this guy's built like a truck. Um, and I think he'll just fit Kyle Shanahan's system well, especially given like the uh, reports on his IQ and stuff. Like it's just like off the charts. So oh, yeah. um, my only concern is he um, just who he was playing against, you know, maybe not the best competition. He skipped an entire year. He didn't have too many like attempts football throwers in general when you're watching his tape and stuff. So that's the only thing I think I'd watch out for. Yeah. And I, I think there is something to the idea that, Shanahan wanted Mac Jones because it's a safe option. But if you're going for the future and the ceiling of your team, which GM John Lynch was, then Lance is the obvious pick. The guy has a much higher ceiling than Max Jones than Mac Jones does. Okay, so say they do, they did take Mac Jones though. I don't know. Sure, he's a safe option, but like I don't think he's getting you to the Super Bowl or anything. Yeah, no, or like I, the like the NFC Championship. Yeah, at least not right away. I don't know. Shanahan is so good that it is possible. I think he's that good at least. But I, I, I think they definitely ended up making the right call. Sort of the trickle down from there, Kyle Pitts, I think we all agreed that was that was a good move. There's not a lot to say about him. He's a great prospect. Bengals at five. Chase or Sewell was kind of the debate going in. I think they made the right move. I think you can get a tackle tomorrow who can play for you. And they already have a couple young tackles who they are bringing up as well. They're going to protect Burrow better than they did last year, basically just because it's impossible not to protect him. And Chase is a fantastic receiver. And the, obviously the pre-existing chemistry with Burrow. Owen, do you have a side on that? Yeah. I mean, I would have taken Sewell. I'm not going to lie. I just think when you're, when you got a player like Joe Burrow that you know is your franchise guy, I feel like you got to protect, like, obviously like I love, I love Chase. You'll never find anybody that loves Chase more than me, but I just feel like the better fit would have been would have been Sewell in that in that in that situation. But I mean, hey, Joe Burrow's got two ACLs, torn the first one. Might as well let him try the second one and then just start from scratch. Are so. you saying Are you saying you love Jamar Chase more than Jamar Chase's mom loves Jamar Chase? Is that what I you're can saying? say that? Yeah, yeah. I probably. I mean, it'd be a tough competition, but I would definitely be in there. And can I just say one more thing on the Mac Jones stuff? Yeah, go go. I, th- I know we, we discussed this on air, but I, I think it's tough to – you can't really tell the story of Trey Lance without telling the story of the Cowherds too. Yes. I think you, when, when you bring up Trey Lance, you got to bring up Colin Cowherd and you got to bring up Liv Cowherd. And for all of our viewers who, who aren't aware, I just want to – this is, I guess, breaking news from the, from the Flag on the Plate podcast. Trey Lance and Colin Cowherd's daughter, Liv Cowherd, maybe you know her, many of you probably do, they are dating and so according to I, owen yeah. according to owen according, according to, to owen. this podcast and according to many of our inside sources so i just want to say i don't know colin knows a lot of guys he's got a lot of influence i you know there's so you're saying it's a conspiracy theory i'm just saying he's in he's that in he la shot up trey lance's stock 
and finesse the 49ers. Well, I know he did that. He definitely shot his, his stock up. But I'm just saying, this guy lives in California, 49ers in California. This guy had Trey Lance over to his house. All he does is talk about how good Trey Lance is and how bad the 49 how bad it would have been if the 49ers took Mac Jones. I mean, I'm just I'm connecting. I'm not I'm not making any I mean, I broke the news, but I'm not making any other accusations. I'm just I'm just connecting dots. That's all I'm doing right well, now. Well, he said he doesn't even think Mac Jones might go first round. Like he doesn't he just doesn't think he's that good. Yeah. He was yeah. plumbing. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to get in Kyle Shanahan's head is what he was trying to do. Yeah. He was I trying to he, get Trey Lance's money up. Here's the thing. Colin said, these dots have been connected. Colin said he gives a firm handshake. If that's not the most Colin Cowherd analysis on the planet, and I, I love you, Colin Cowherd. <laughs> pro Colin a, podcast. Oh, this is a very pro Colin podcast. We'll make that very clear. Hold on. Can I just say something? Colin, if you're listening to this, I know, I know you might be. You're welcome on any time. You anytime. live you're a genius. whole family duty. We'll fly you out here anytime you want. Absolutely. Open Absolutely. Invite. More than yeah, welcome. go ahead, Phil. I just had to get that in there. Go ahead. I think let's get into some winners and losers, fellas. Do you guys have anything Absolutely. right off the hop? Big winners of the draft. Alex, you want to go? Um, you know, I think uh there were definitely some winners and definitely some losers. I think I think the Bears honestly did okay. They did okay. They didn't fuck it up completely. Um I like Justin Fields going into the draft. I thought you could make a case that he he might be better than Trey Lance. Uh, you can make a case he might be better than Zach Wilson. I liked his tape. He he he's 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 great. He um the only knock was that um you know some of his passes were incomplete and he couldn't get out of the pocket quick. He was dealing with a thumb injury for most of the season, which I I don't know if people knew that or if they're just forgetting. So I think once he gets that figured out and stuff, that um he'll be good. Final final shot for Matt Nagy. If he doesn't nail this one, he's out. Um, I'm happy for for um, for Robinson there. The wide receiver finally has a competent quarterback, and Andy Dalton isn't the QB one anymore. I'm pretty that's, sure that's tough. That's tough. They rolled out, out Andy Dalton. That's a concern, man. They rolled out the whole Instagram campaign. They had QB one. The pictures of Andy. <laughs> he, he's got to be blindsided by this news, man. Yep. For sure. And one more winner, I think I'd also, I'd also put the Pats. Um, I don't think Mac Jones is terrible. They didn't give up any assets. Uh, I think he, good chances. That was the guy they wanted all along. He fits their system. Too many Brady comparisons. He's kind of built like Brady pocket guy. Who knows, man, the league might've fucked up. Not, uh, I believe they might've fucked up letting uh, the Patriots get Mac Jones. It's true. It's true. Can I just say, I go ahead. I was, can I just say I loved on the broadcast when they were breaking down Mac Jones measurements. So like, um, they're like going over his, his like high, you know, his vertical and his 40 and they're like comparing him to Tom Brady. And they're basically like, you know what? I think we might have a more athletic, like they're just basically saying he's a more athletic Tom Brady, which I just loved it. I thought it was just a great take. I think he's an absolute star. And I think they might've even upgraded on Tom Brady. That is very possible. Let's so, go. I heard it eight, here first. Eight Super Bowls could happen. Yeah. I mean, eight Super Bowls, but this guy's got a three. He's three tenths of a second faster on the forty. I think he jumps like four inches higher. So I mean, eight Super Bowls. I don't. I don't know. I don't it's know. Possible. Possible. Stop to that. So yeah. My big winner of the draft. Hugs. They're back. Hugs are hugs back. Are back. Once you get that COVID vaccination sticker, 
the hugs are back on. I'm going around with the sticker on like Roger and I'm just hugging people on the street. That's my first okay. move. So my first winner is hugs. Second winner, relaxing. Wow. The chair was on the stage. The fans were relaxing. It's a stressful time. You're sweating. Oh, we better take this guy. We better take this guy. Take a seat in the lazy boy. Relax. Yeah. Take a deep breath. This is what it's all about, man. This is the NFL, the best sport in the world. It's back on. You had to take a breath, had to relax. That's a big winner. Third winner, I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Guy's a rock star, third in the draft, North Dakota State. His hair looks great. I didn't say it. Sunglasses <laughs> are on. Did you guys see his pre-draft interview? He had the sunglasses on for the start, whips them off halfway through. At the end, the lady goes, why'd you take your sunglasses off? He goes, the mask was fogging them up. That's elite decision-making. That's the quick decision-making the Niners wanted to see. Quick twitch guy. Do that. Oh, yeah, he's got the instincts. Last winner, meme connoisseurs. I don't know if you guys saw this. The Raiders oh, pick, yeah. the 17th pick, in his little bio, said he has over – a thousand memes saved to his phone. He's a meme connoisseur. He's, He's a, a glue guy. guy in the locker room. When when the team loses three in a row and everyone's, you know, sad and disappointed, you want that guy who's who's got the memes in the vault. He'll make the boys laugh. He's a group chat specialist. He's got exactly. the memes in the tuck. They're getting all the loves. They're getting the ha-has. They're getting the likes. That's the guy you need. He brings the family together. You guys think Maycock doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he does know what he's doing. He might have had a second round grade, but they didn't know about his group chat presence. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you go with the winners, buddy. Okay, so my first winner, I got a big winner here, is sunglasses at night. I think uh, this was a top-heavy draft for sure, and I think some of the stars, there was a pretty – common theme of just wearing sunglasses with your suit so yeah indoors, I mean, I don't know. indoors yeah. you know middle of the in night the there's no sun in shine exactly. in sight so big winner sunglasses and i don't know if that is gms might read it as the moment's a bit too big the lights are a bit too bright so i don't know if that's a smart move for draft stock because i don't know if that's a message you want to be sending but winner on the night sunglasses ray-ban stocks going way up after this so and then my second winner I think the biggest winner on the night, you have to throw the, the Jets in there for sure. <clears throat> I think they got their uh, QB1, quarterback of the future. Um, they really put the league on notice with that one. So um, I would be thrilled if I'm a Jets fan. Like, I love the Jets fan with the with the suit, with the logos on it. I thought that guy was a stud. You see Jetman? Jetman, dude. I think he deserves, deserves the world, deserves to be happy. So I'm happy for him. And then they picked up an offensive lineman late first round to protect them so him paired with makai beckton i think they got a great future ahead of them and i i'm putting the league on notice right now if the jets didn't do it i'm putting them on notice right now league let me get this out there notice. let me get this out there owen kind of a fan free agent at this point he was out of the game for a couple of years he doesn't really know what his favorite team is i think it's the jets now because he is on his he's, he's at the church of zach wilson every sunday i tell you that much <laughs> I've been a I've been a huge believer in Zach Wilson. So I mean, Jets definitely are they're leading the charge right now for for my team. Because other than that, it would just I mean, I love Brady, but he's getting over the, the Jets hump are your there. team. The Jets and are your so, team. I think you they can could just win the it. AFC East, is what you're saying. I think they have a good shot. Like I said, put the league on notice right now. Zach, Josh Allen, Tua, Mac, all of them, everybody. 
be prepared. The Jets aren't going to be an easy win this year. I mean, hey, that Wilson and, yeah, you know, he's going to be throwing a Braxton Berrios. That guy's dangerous. He is <laughs> dangerous. So He's got some soft hands. Oh, yeah. The Jets have, uh, you know, some janky wide receivers. But I think uh, if anyone can make them good, it's Wilson. Alex, back to you. We got some – there's there's two sides to the coin. There's some losers here too. Let it go. There's some big losers. Uh, I think we can't go without mentioning the big news of the day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants out. Aaron Rodgers wants out. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone at this point. The uh, the uh, the Packers didn't take care of their star, um, and he's let that known for a bit. Not sure why the uh, love pick got him so mad. I don't think that would get me as mad as just the Packers refusing to ask him what he wants, what his needs are. Um, you go look at Tom Brady, for instance. He went to Tampa, and he got whatever he wanted. Um, he wanted an O-lineman. They drafted an O-lineman in the first round, Werfs. Um, he started all 16 games. Uh, they brought Gronk back. That's huge that, you know, Brady wanted him, not, not the owner. Brady wanted Gronk. You want AB, they got, they went out and got AB. Um, so I think Rogers is looking at that and saying like, well, you know, and I think Rogers is obviously he's, he won, um, he won MVP, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think he, he's just, he feels like he's getting disrespected. Um, and I think, I think he does, um, he does need some help. Honestly, Devonte Adams is great, but um, you know, they haven't really had any wide receivers. They drafted another cornerback. So um, I think the Packers are, are the losers because if, if Rogers needs to go, I'm, he's, that's it. He said he's not coming back. So, and I love, I don't think that guy can keep them above 500, but we'll wait and see. That's a big loser. That's a big loser. Not only the Bucks do those, they got Shady McCoy, Fournette. Exactly. Anything Brady wanted, they got. Yeah. Packers yeah. haven't done as much. And quarterbacks have seen that, you know, Wilson was pretty un- unhappy with Seattle. Obviously, they haven't given him any help on, you know, O line for years. Rogers, quick shout obviously. Out. Quick shout out to my Raiders. Uh, yeah. They're another out. loser. Yeah, another loser. But we don't even have to talk about them too much. That's just an. As a Raider fan, I've come to expect an L every uh, draft. I was expecting defense. Maybe Jalen Phillips. Maybe Quiddy Pay. Maybe Caleb Farley. But no. They like uh, destroyed the entire O line. Okay, I get that, but this is a deep O line draft. They could have they could have picked later. This guy was from what ESPN said. This Alex Leatherwood guy was projected to. Uh, they had said he had a sixty percent chance to be available in, I think the second or third round, and they picked him seventeenth. That's an absolute joke. Um, Meme so connoisseur. Yeah, Meme connoisseur. Alex Leatherwood, though. So yeah. just. Take it with take a grain of salt. Account. Yeah, exactly. All right, I got some losers. Let me let them go here. First loser, opposing kneecaps in the NFC North. The Lions have some bangers up front. That Penny Sewell tape, oh boy. He was coming after you. And do you see how hyped they were in the draft room? They know. They know. They might have, was, there's a chance. was ready to chew some knees off. That, yeah, oh, yeah. And there's a chance that the quarterbacks are going to be playing next year. Andy Dalton. Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, they're coming after those kneecaps. That's what I'm saying. That's my first loser. Andy Dalton, obviously a loser. You know, not only is he a ginger, but he's now 
a backup quarterback for the 18th time in his career. That's tough. Never like to see that. Third loser, I got system fits. Um, everybody was saying Mac Jones, system fit, system fit. That's a tough look for the system fit crowd. Big time. Big time, Al. Big time. I mean, I was so you guys already talked about the Raiders. I got to go with the Broncos here as one of my big losers, just because earlier in the day you started off hot. You started off as good as anyone can start off with the high of, of highs. The high of highs with talks of Aaron Rodgers, and ended the day off a shot at Justin Fields, a shot to really transform your franchise, electrify the the fan base, and they just didn't get it done. So I think, I mean. You know, I think the guys they did get are solid, but I don't know. I just feel like they left a bit on the table there. So tough day to be a tough day to be a Raiders fan, tough day to be a Broncos fan. So they're yeah, definitely a big loser for me. Yeah. I will say though, Patrick Sertain, pretty good football name. Pretty good He's cornerback good. name. And He's the tape good. looked good. You see his PlayStation two chain? I did. Pretty I did. nice, right? That can be a quick Quick talk. Did you guys any outfits stand out to you? I know Owen is an outfit analyst, a specialist. Absolutely. Some Official. would call him the most well-regarded man in terms of how you dress. Just look at him right now. He's got a Raptors hat, a Heat jersey. Tell me what guys did it wrong and did it right this year. So I think maybe in the theme of big winners, I think a big winner was vomit colored green suits. It is so back. It is so, very back. Vomit green is is back. Throw that, buy vom, some vomit green cars, buy some vomit green pencils for your kids, vomit green pencil cases, binders. It's it's back this year. It's making a comeback. So that was a big theme I saw. I, I want to go over a couple highlights for me. So I loved, so make, look at the notes here, dude. I was, I've got a full scouting report right here. So just got to make sure everything gets said that needs to be said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give them the takes. Don't 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 let it ever be said that at flag on the play we don't do our we don't watch our film. I want to say first of all, Zach Wilson disappointing. It was just disappointing. Very. I know he had the Armani sponsorship or whatever, but just uh, it's the NFL draft. Like you can't be showing up looking like looking like my dad going to work. Like you got to throw some 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 more drip on there. So I was disappointed with that person as a Zach Wilson fan. Not great. Kyle Pitts with the racing stripe was another one that was, he put the vomit green and then threw a yellow racing stripe. So that was a bit of an upgrade. Um, but, but I will say his horrible looking suit matches the horrible Falcons uniforms. They, they So yeah, it was a bit on brand. I, I think definitely it improved his stock a little bit because it just made him look a bit quicker, you know, a little bit faster with the stripe. So it was definitely a strategic move that I can respect. The colors but, just resembled the Packers yeah. way too much. Just got to throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing was why, like, I'm, I'll just say it right now. I'm a conspiracy guy, big conspiracy guy. Why was, why was Trevor Lawrence wearing a jet green, like a Jets colored vomit green suit wow. at, his, at his house? What, what is up with that? Was he, was there some shenanigans going on? Like, was he hoping to drop to the Jets? Like It was a signal. It made me think. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just, I'm a dot connector. Um, what do you think of him connect. going, him going no socks, Stan Smith's on his suit? On his know. H&M I mean, $20 suit. <laughs> with the, with the white uh, Hanes t-shirt. Yeah. Tagless. 
it was good. It's, I mean, when you're at home, you can get away with something like that. I feel like like Pene Sewell's drip with the, with the lay and the Hawaiian shirt that I love that big the coordination with the, de- that was great. That was great. I can't even hate that. It's a bit different when you're in the draft. So I don't know. It's a different standard, but the last person I wanted to talk about was Najee Harris. That suit is just tough. The, the red velvet with the, with the, with the, like the leather strap going across. Oh, I thought it went crazy. You, th- I see. I was just like, it, it just screamed to me like 40 year old woman. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like the red velvet with the leather strap. It was just, it looked like he took a purse and just ripped it and, sh- and like fitted it for himself. I don't, not a fan. I just don't think that's the look you want to be portraying. I and got a couple more to you add ahead, to you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Vera Tucker. I couldn't see what he was wearing because his house looked like a prison. I, it was so dark in there. I couldn't see anything. So I don't know if it was good or bad. It was the one that I definitely missed. I liked the Jalen Waddle multicolor with the extra band on there. I know Alex Sick. didn't like it. That was but, terrible. I didn't well, like I th- that at all. Oh, I loved it. I thought it went kind of crazy. That looked like he went into kindergarten class. And you know when you're making like little scrapbook thingies? He just took a bunch of scrap paper and just plastered it on his suit and put glue on it. However, oh, I, I will it. say he redeemed himself with that icy cold walkout. No it's hugs, fire. no dabs. Got up, walked. He's a business guy, clearly. All business. And no, doesn't have any time for that, you know, those family hugs. So he did oh. redeem himself. I got two more to add to the best. Number one, Mel Kuyper. Looking great, Mel. The hair is as good as ever. The tie was spectacular. Mel Kuyper lives on this earth to exist on one day so you got to shout him out on that one day i don't think the guy even knows when his birthday is dude he's live breathe sleep nfl draft so shout out to mel you crushed it again this year man and the best dressed every single year the fans dude the fans showed out tonight i don't know if you guys noticed but a lot of them had matching shoes which the NFL is just the best sport for finding like depraved lunatics and just putting them in the spotlight. The fact that they put some of them in the chair was amazing. Did you see the Bengal lady, dude? She had the mask that was a tiger face. She was going crazy. So the fans, you crushed it again this year. Did you guys have any fans that you thought dressed amazing? I think just all ginormous hats were back. Uh, Definitely. I think, was it the Bengals or someone had this Broncos 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 enormous and same with one of the Ravens fans. They had a Super Bowl ring hat and like it was it was insane. It was sparkling. It was it was glowing. I, I thought I was like this. Those might be real diamonds. You never know. Yeah. It was and you don't want to be hat. you don't want to be the guys behind those Bronco fans. That's just sending a message. We're not going to be easy to play against and we're not going to be fun to sit behind. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Owen, what about you? What what fans? Yeah, I love the big hats. I love. I remember I saw this one that was like a giant baseball cap. It was looking like you know you know you remember when David Wright had the like the padded cap. We when we get a Jamie on this podcast, we'll get him to pull it up because the photo is hilarious. It's like the hat is like out to here. So I thought it was looking. It was like a little bit of a David Wright fit, but I, I thought it was interesting. And then not necessarily an outfit, but I just loved the uh, lady who was just super fired up for the NFL's draft-a-thon charity. She was just loving that. And then just cherry on top was just screaming out Mac Jones's name. She was – I've never seen someone so hyped for Mac. Oh, she, she was even, getting fired up. She, she couldn't even get out of schoolers' position. She just saw Mac Jones, screamed it out, and just 
walked off mic drop. So I just loved that energy. I thought it was a good switch up from from uh, Goodell. So yeah, there are some good ones out there. There There are some good ones. I like a quick shout out too. We got to give a shout out to the city of Cleveland. You know, it's had a big week. Kevin Love said he loved Cleveland and he rocked with Cleveland till the end. And then, you know, all this talk about Cleveland, the NFL draft, the pictures up to the draft look beautiful. And then just perfect Cleveland pouring rain the second the draft started. That that was quintessential Cleveland, Ohio. I hate you, Cleveland. Go Steelers. But it was so nice to see that Cleveland was down on the bottom again. That made me really wow, happy. You're really kicking the Mandarins down right now. Cleveland uh, has never been up. No, Cleveland won the won the week. They just the city, reminded yeah. everybody that they're Cleveland. It was great. Sure. sure. All right, fellas. We got some big takes coming out of this. Everybody sit tight. Everybody's going to give you one take, one strong angle. We're calling this call on the field. Owen, I'm saying you lead us off. The leader of the Zach Wilson fan club is going to take us to church right now. Okay. So strap in. I think next year, Zach Wilson will be a top 10 quarterback in the national football league. And let me give you some background on why I think this. So first of all, leading up to the draft, this guy was just firing off endorsement deals left and right. Like he was, he was literally, he signed with a, with Nike. He signed with Bose. This guy signed with some suit company, he signed with a pest control company. Like, I don't know how much pest control pays, but wow, this guy was, he got the pest. Like, he was collecting, he was collecting endorsement deals like they were the seven Horcruxes in Harry Potter. Chipotle. Don't forget yeah, them. Chipotle. You got the, cho- so he was collecting, like, shout out Harry Potter. This is a Harry Potter podcast. He was collecting them like his life depended on it. Like he needed it to save his immortal soul. And so he was just business, just focused in. And then draft day comes, he got the fans hyped. He just looks like a franchise quarterback. I mean, the tape is good. I think. Yeah, I think next year we'll see. Convince me. Tell me about the tape. First of all, I want to dispel with the myth that he's small. My my guy's 6'3". He weighs about as much as Trevor Lawrence. So I don't know if Trevor Lawrence might be a little bit on the hot seat there, a little bit skinny. But uh, he's a big dude. Cannon of an arm. He He looks 14. So, I mean, you want the young guys. Like the NBA, you want the young guys. It's more potential. So I like that. Um. And I just think cannon of an arm tape just blows you away. Every time you see the tape pro day was unreal. He's, he puts touches on the throws. He needs to put, he puts touch on the throws. He needs to put the right touch on. He's able to find his receivers when they're open. Um, I just think, yeah, I think he's a talented quarterback. I mean, one of my, one of my uh, favorite draft analysts is Chris Sims and Chris Sims is you, we all know he's been making the rounds. His 2018 mock draft where he had uh oh, he had, oh you've heard we've no, all heard we know what chris Sims had in his 2017 18 <laughs> 19 oh i had uh match mahomes number one. Ooh. Oh yeah oh yeah so, he'll let you know yeah so i mean he's a big he's a but big chris Sims, we like you too. we like you chris Sims. yeah open and welcome on the pod yeah open invite so yeah i just think this the tape speaks for himself this guy's a businessman he's going after every opportunity that's given to him great decision maker i just think he can't go wrong with him he looks like a winner um, you take him over Lawrence. I take him over Lawrence based on the tape. Your bias, Alex, your turn. Uh, quick on Lawrence. Um, I think as soon as he gets that first NFL contract, we need to get his dad his own chair. Uh, a guy over 50 should not be sitting. You folks, check the tape yourselves. Go check the picture out so you can see what I'm talking about. Way too close. Uh, 
Not so enough room. Roger should send him his chair. My guy, that looked uncomfortable. And uh, just get him a chair and some comfortable shorts, Trevor. Just, just listen. If you're listening, which I know you are, just take my advice. Um, in terms of um, my hot take, Mac Jones is taking the Patriots to the playoff and they're winning a playoff game. Makes wow. too much sense. Makes too much sense. Belichick, uh, the, like Mac Jones, the Tom Brady comparisons. He's a little bit on the bigger side, as we know. But you know what? I think Bill... <laughs> Bill likes the boys built that way. And Bill strikes me as the guy that he doesn't want a super mobile quarterback. Fuck that. I feel like, you know, if, if you were running around getting hit all the time, I feel like Bill would be kind of pissed. That's what running backs are for. You hand it off, they run. You're not supposed to be getting hit that much. Um, but in all seriousness, though, I do like the, the Alabama, um, you know, just the connection. They have a complex offense. I think he'll understand it fine at a, uh, with the Patriots, um, and yeah, I just I, I think Mac Jones is good, man. He's 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 the steal of the draft. My my rebuttal to that would be, look at the weapons he has at his disposal at Alabama. How many Alabama first rounders were there tonight? And Probably five, six, and most of them were on the offensive side of the ball. And the Patriots had, I know they signed Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, but they had by far the worst position players last year. I Nelson Aguilar, can't forget. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Take the top off the defense. <laughs> yeah, if he catches it. Um, <laughs> but no, no, I just I, – I think it's a good pick for them. It really, like, there's no downside to doing it because they didn't have to give up anything to get up there. But I, I do think there could be something to – it might be a harsh reality for him going to a team with still in the bottom half of the league in terms of weapons for him to throw to. I think he's faced he's faced adversity. Got a DUI early on there, uh, so I think he's uh, he can bounce back though. I like that about him. So yeah, and let's not forget, yeah, the Patriots made some acquisitions. So I mean, it's not like he's throwing to like Nikhil Harry now. Like he's well, Gunner. Oh, oh, wow, Nikhil Harry, that dude. guy is a fantasy <laughs> like, football killer. <laughs> that guy, man. So I mean, he'll have like he's he's going to be learning under Cam. Um, I mean, Cam had it. We all know he took a hit this off season with the with the kid at this the summer camp. But I mean, that still was a great tough. quarterback. That was tough. That was a legacy legacy damager for sure. Yeah, Cam Newton um, has a checkered history because of that one kid in the NFL Play sixty commercial. He was warming up, ready to take his spot, and uh, now this kid's coming after him in the off season. And his yeah. response was basically, I, "I make more money than you." Yeah, you know. And the kid tried to say he's a free agent. He said. Technically, I just signed a one-year Mac or one-year minimum deal, so not a free, not a free agent yet. Not a free. That agent. was he kind of dunked on him a little bit there, so I respect him for that. Dunked on a couple of kids there, so that was good. But yeah, I think Mac Jones, he's he's got a couple weapons there, so definitely, definitely. a project, definitely a project. Low ceiling, high floor. That's what do you guys have for expectations for the Niners next year as well? I mean, it's got to be playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean. Their options They're in a tough are, division, but yeah, Shanahan definitely. looks confident. So I think it's playoffs or bust. No, because well, we're not going to see. I mean, today doesn't really change their team at all. I don't think Lance is pretty much on the bench for the year. At least it looks. Yeah, I that guess way. I don't know how confident they are with them if they keep Garoppolo. Which yeah, I don't know. They might. They won't. I don't know. But I, I think feel like Garoppolo is good insurance. It's just that he, you know, he's built out of tinfoil, adding that seven that extra game to make it 17 is tough. 
So, but I, I think, don't think it hurts to keep Garoppolo. Yeah, it's all the more reason to keep him. And I think that taking Trey Lance doesn't happen be, uh, if they don't have Garoppolo because he gets the opportunity to learn a year. Mahomes got to learn a year, right? And I mean, he'll probably be forced in at one point or another this season, but. At this point. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's in a, a perfect, the perfect situation to have his skill set just developed to, to the best that it can be. Stability for sure. Yeah. And what yeah. about the bears too, just so we can round up this quarterback talk. I mean, I liked, I liked, like I said before, I liked the, uh, I thought they did, did good. They didn't, they didn't fuck it up like they had in the past drafts. Um, that defense is still there, you know, yeah. so yeah. they're defensively, it's fine. Um, I don't know how much I want fields, like just sitting learning behind Andy Dalton. I don't, I don't, I think he'll be week one starter. I don't think, I think so should. too, but that strikes me as a bears thing though, to just give Andy Dalton the keys for like six weeks and then fields gets pissed. Like, you know, well, Andy Dalton is QB one. So yeah, oh, they made it official. Got it. Yeah, Can't yeah. go back on that. Well, imagine Fields just walks into the practice facility on the first day and they shake hands and Adam Dalton's like, well, I'm QB1, buddy. Like, like Twitter post. <laughs> yeah. What about Nick Foles? Wow. He's still there. Yeah. We're forgetting about That's Nick Foles. That's competition. Definitely. Yeah. Fellas, I know the fans are screaming for it right now. They're listening to this podcast. They're going, where is the Jags talk? Where is the Jags talk? I'm here to give them Jags talk. Now, let oh. me say this. Trevor Lawrence... I think everybody just kind of skipped over the fact that he's so good, right? It was just like, oh, he's number one. He's going to go number one. Let's talk about number three. They showed the the graphic during the draft. There's four quarterbacks since 83, Elway, Manning, Luck, Lawrence. If we're believing he's that good, which I think we are, I think at least I am. I think you boys are too. Yeah, skip. Right? Okay. Then I think the case can be made that the Jags – could make the playoffs next year. I think it's conceivable. There is precedence. The Colts were 1 and 15 when they had Andrew Luck. The Jags were 1 and 15 last year. The Colts went to 11 and 5 last year. They got a new coach. They got rid of Jim Caldwell. They added Chuck Pagano. He was there half the year. Bruce Arians took over halfway. So the, the similarities are kind of there. Big groundwork from a few years past. There's still some talent left over. They have a young team improved a coach and the generational talents in the Jags have pieces. They got ETN today. They still have James Robinson, Shenault, Chark, got Marvin Jones, got Shaq Griffin on defense. I think the case can be made. And plus they're plus 1200 to win their division right now. They're over under six and a half. And most people are taking the under. I think you can lay out a pretty good case that it's at least possible. Can I say something about their draft today? Because Obviously, we knew they were taking Trevor Lawrence, and obviously that's a good, safe pick, right? But what confused me was why, why – like, obviously, Etienne is, is a great back. He, he, a lot of people, including myself, thought he was probably the best back in the draft. But I just feel like James Robinson was a stud last year. He was a great running back. I feel like they could have got maybe a bit more value taking a guy like Rashad Bateman. You yeah. know what I mean? Because well, they're, he was, they're like, coming he's back up at – 33 and uh, I think 45 tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, they can still pick up some pieces, but it just seemed like one of those situations where they, I don't even know if he's the best available, but maybe a bit of a reach there. I feel like they could have got a bit more value and surrounded, you know, given T-Lob another weapon in Rashad Bateman, that would have been more useful than ETN. 
I would love to Carlos see that too. He's going to be eating up touches too. Yeah. yeah, and I saw Urban said even he said uh, that he saw all three of them playing, which I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that's no. That is, that's know. college football. So we're out on the Jags backfield in terms of fantasy. That's way too many people sharing a ball. You, you always got to prepare for fantasy. It's April thirtieth. Yeah. You got to prepare for fantasy. Got to prepare. Yeah. Can't come in slacking. Uh, and in case you didn't know, in case you had forgotten, the Jaguars were four points away from the Super Bowl in 2018. And in a week, extended Blake Bortles and then took Taven Bryan instead of Lamar Jackson. Just in case you forgot, that did happen. Quick question for you, Phil. I'm just I'm just curious, what do they do with like Minshew now? I'm guessing he has to be traded, no? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Or do you keep them in for competition, or should, what? I think good. they just keep them in as a insurance policy in case. Lawrence you think gets there'd hurt. be suitors for him as a starter? Uh, so there's a lot of desperate teams that like need competition, and they want him to come in and try and. Yeah. Take yeah. What about like Washington? You'd be able to at least get something for him, I'm sure. But do you think he has more value to the Jags as like a mentor type? And just no, he's, in, he's no, he's, he's, no, he's like not necessarily a mentor, but somebody that can maybe. Just, yeah, like be some competition and another voice in the QB room, somebody that's got a little bit of experience. I think it just helps having a confident backup just in case. And yeah, he's, even a, he's at least fine. Um, yeah. But I, I just like what they're doing over there. I think everybody's just kind of throwing it away because everybody knew it was going to happen. But if you look into it, there is some precedence. And obviously the Jags are not a great historical franchise. Their best quarterbacks ever were Mark Brunell and David Garrard. And Blake Bortles. Blake literally, Bortles. Blake Bortles was literally, you think I'm kidding. He was literally one of the best Jaguars quarterbacks ever. So I also think, just quick on Trevor Lawrence, I think he got way too much heat for that um, interview he had, I think, a couple weeks ago where he said he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. What, like, he's been the best at everything since like the age of 15. I don't even know, 14, ever since he could walk. So I don't think you should punish a guy for like, not having a chip on his I don't think that's a problem. Like I everyone needs to relax. Um, he's just like, it's fine. Like he's just been the best at everything. Like um, I remember watching that elite 11 thing, like way back in like 2017 and he was there just dominating um, start like for, true freshman at Clemson, number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Like this guy's confident. Like it's fine. I think people are knocking him too much for his comments. I agree with that too. And um, I think that's something that comes with losing too. The guy didn't lose a game in high school and didn't lose a regulation game or a regular season game in college. Like, I think you need to learn in order to, uh, or you need to lose in order to develop those things. They don't just come by winning all the time. I mean, the guy's been the number one pick literally for four years. We've had him penciled in there. So I'm not too worried about it. I think he's so good that he'll just figure it out. I don't think they're, gonna struggle at all with him ever i don't know <clears throat> i i see what you guys are saying and i mean just as a note the dude did he, he lost the elite 11 mvp didn't fields win it yeah okay. fields won it but i mean fields like look how are you even supposed to answer that question though no i know it's a, the elite tough, 11 it's a tough question but i feel like i get what you're saying right this guy's won so much it's easy to get complacent complacent but at the same time it just Makes me think so much of Josh Rosen. Just gives me so much, just shades of Josh Rosen. Whoa, that's and a take. That, that is a take and a half. The comment, the comment. Obviously, he's better than Josh Rosen. catching on fire right now. Obviously, obviously, he's better. Let me clarify that for the fans watching. Josh Rosen made one of the best comebacks in UCLA Bruins history. That was a sick game. I that was, was a draw game. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not comparing their play styles. I'm comparing the comments. And as 
obviously, we all know what happened to Josh Rosen. That was a disaster. I mean, he's going to be basically at this point, what is he like? Trey Lance's mentor at this point. So, but, uh, you but, mean Tom uh, Brady's mentor? Oh, is he with the, oh, he's with the true dude. He's, or Tom Brady's successor. But, uh, but I think the comments are a bit scary because I, I don't know. I think it's tough to win. Obviously, you guys got you got guys like Shaq that can just ride on talent, but I think you got to have a, that fire. And maybe he does have it. Maybe he just didn't express himself well, but it scares me a little bit. Can't lie. Worries me. I think it's fair to be worried. I just, I don't know. I think he's that good. It just doesn't matter. Anything else from the draft you wanted to touch on, fellas? Any other picks that stood out to you? Um. So, yeah, Bengals definitely, I think, just once again, I just think they need to address o-line because i think they'll do that tomorrow they better yeah or i'd today, be surprised sorry. if they don't i'm just i'll just be looking at that because um jamar chase is a great pick but if you don't have joe burrow throwing to him then it's not really that useful so um i like the uh rashawn slater pick for the uh chargers getting um getting herbert some more protection i think herbert's just going to be even better than he was this year so I like that. It's a pick great pickup. Absolutely. Yeah. They made some big upgrades too. I mean, not having Anthony Lynn's a big upgrade, so huge. It's true. Yeah. That's true. I liked I don't know. I I did think it was interesting that uh JC Horn went before Sertain. Um I know this is like a little too uh inside football, but uh it is weird that certain's like the best prospect for 51 weeks of the year and then they're like actually horn has like more room to grow basically just saying like he's not as good now so his potential is kind of untapped i thought that was a little strange i wouldn't have done that but no yeah the cornerbacks they were i I don't know a lot of people liked horn a lot of people like certain i i thought i thought they were both good but yeah i definitely agree with what you said like I think Patrick Sertin could be could be really good too. So, yeah, and uh, Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys draft room was the best draft room by far. It always is. Just seeing the Jones gathered around the table, but the way those boys were, they were feeling themselves. You could feel it, man. Those guys, they make the trade with the Eagles. They gain the third round pick. They get Parsons anyway. They would have taken him at ten. The fellows were celebrating, and then at one point, the camera cuts over, and there's just nobody in the room. That's Cowboys football right there. It is. Well, the I have to be honest. The the draft didn't do a great job of, of keeping the picks very secret because same thing happened with Justin Fields. For I started watching at like five thirty. They were showing his living room every fifteen minutes. Whole family was there. And then when the Bears traded up for the pick, boom, family's gone. No one's there. Not even the dog. Then you know he's going to the Bears. Same thing with Mac Jones. Pick. Right before the Patriots, they they show him and he's laughing on the phone. Bang, he's going to going to the Patriots. So NFL. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And I know they used to do it like for literally every pick, but I've been spoiled Spoilers. now. I just I, I love not knowing who's gonna take until the card comes up. Same thing with if you have tweet notifications on for these people, bro. They tweet the pick like 30 seconds before it happens. That really gets my dander up. I am not a fan of that got to turn those off on draft night yeah it got to be a surprise roger needs to tell me the news that's preferably from his chair next time just yes he shouldn't even stand he should just sit in his chair 
Roger works so hard and he works at such an elite level. The man should never even get up. He should have guys pushing the chair around for him. He should just have one of those thrones that people carry around like in a bar mitzvah. Yeah. yeah. Also, I feel like whenever Roger walked up to the fans in the chair, I almost feel like he expected them to stand up. Yeah. As a sign of respect. And some of them fuck that. I'm not getting up for you. Yeah. I mean, that was a little awkward. I feel like some of them didn't know if they should get up or not. So you boys noticed at the start, he was showing them the cards. He was showing them the picks. And then about halfway through, he just stopped doing it. It's kind of heat. Like, yeah, you, he just got aggravated. Oh, I mean, I feel like someone that's picking 15, 16, 17 later in the draft would want to know who they're picking instead of showing the Jags fan what the pick is. Like, yeah, that was like just... going over there, like, oh, like, look He's at like, oh, this. I'm spoiling. Ah, I love Pretty their much. later on reactions though, because he would like show them the card and they'd be like, just blank stare. Like, they have no idea who the person is. Like, at the start, they're like getting all excited, but like <laughs> mid round, they're just like, like, who is that guy? Also, he was pretty rowdy at the fans, too. Like, you could tell Roger was ready to go. Like, as oh, soon yeah. as he got up there on the podium, he's like, I didn't come out of my basement here for nothing. Come on, Cleveland. I was like, wow, Roger, like, you're a rock star, man. I think we can safely say he's probably getting after it right now. Just after, getting after it right now. Just oh, he's getting his sleep. He's getting his sleep right so? now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a big – he's got a hard party. day of announcing more draft picks tomorrow. You think <laughs> that's, that's not a taxing job on your mentors? There's no way he's keeping that chair. Roger strikes me as the guy would be like, these people are nasty. I'm not sitting in this chair. No, he's burning the chair, dude. Burning it or auctioning it off for like 100 grand. He thinks he could probably fetch like 100 grand for that. Oh, easily. Easily. Just keep it for himself. Oh, yeah. Sell it off. Sell off pieces of the cushion. Like, like, you know, I remember on cards, they used to do jersey cards. How about couch cards? Memorabilia, baby. Back. Uh, NFTs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. NFT chair. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to buy that? That's an investment. If I go on the play, I'll bid. Yep. We'll bid. I, I will say big last year for Roger. He's really come out of his shell. Guy was hated. Guy was so hated. And then he just decided, you know what? I don't care about anything. I'm putting the NFL on. And now I love Roger. I can't get him off my mind. I can't wait to see what he does tomorrow. The hug yeah. narrative was unbelievable, though. The hug just narrative. Because like even pre-draft, they had like an entire segment about, you know, how emotionally amazing it is for the players to hug Roger Goodell. I, I actually, I actually took notes during that segment. His exact quote was, he's not going to force the hugs. They're purely emotional. Exactly. exactly. And then he also added that uh, the moment is going to happen. No matter, he can't control the moment. It's just going to happen. But the best part was he said, I tell all these guys that, I give them my phone number and they can call me whenever. And he said, he talks to the players all the time. What player do you think calls Roger the most? In this draft or just in the NFL? In the whole NFL. Holy smokes. Hmm. I know. I know. I've been thinking about this for a while. Who calls him the most? Kirk Cousins, maybe. Hey. No, yeah, I feel like they have a friendship. Yeah, it's it's Russell Wilson, dude. That just seems he seems like the biggest Roger fan, just like teacher's pet type guy. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, he definitely Facetimed him every day. Yeah, he's like, hey, Roger, I'm just checking in. Just checking. I can see it. What about <laughs> sleeper Trubisky? Wow, Trubisky. I can see it. He'd just be like, I'm struggling, Rog. Like, <laughs> get me out of here, please. Fire, get Matt Nagy fired somehow, please. Yeah. Also, I could see Big Ben. That Big Ben I kept coming back to. Big Ben just seems like, you know, 
He, he would just want to talk to him about just everything. Fun. Yeah. When the yeah. radio show's canceled or when they're taking yeah. a week off. I, I feel like he, he just calls him daily and he's like, Hey Raj, uh, yeah. Uh, my knee, I might not play this week, but you know, uh, I'm going to try. So yeah. and he's like, Ben, you're going to play. And he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. But I think you could definitely see the emotion in the hugs though. Cause that was just pent up, pent up emotion and just everything that we didn't get last year. We got in these hugs, like two, my... three second hugs. What I was surprised you didn't see a kiss to be honest with you. I could have seen a kiss coming. <laughs> like a quick kiss on the forehead. One of my favorite moments was when they asked Zach Wilson what hugging Roger Goodell was going to mean to him. That was a spectacular question. Absolutely. I just Absolutely. think is, is Roger Goodell pushing that narrative? Like, honestly, I I don't know if he was telling, texting Greeny being like, or texting ESPN, like you guys have to make a segment about me embracing players. Yeah. And Roger's got his, he's got his finger on everything. I feel like. Yeah. You know, serious though, serious is no, I, I could have done without uh, the coverage of the chair. The chair, yeah, the chair was crazy. funny for about five minutes and then I was, I was done with the chair. And as a NFL fan every year, I hope that, cause you know, when like the big, like old linemen or like defensive tackles just jump on them. Yeah. Every One guy, year, every my- year I'm like, please, someone just, just, just put them to the ground, just jump on them and just take Roger down with you. And, it, and and I get so close every year, but damn, Roger is Roger's a toughie, man. Like yeah, I don't think I don't think Rogers. Oh, I don't think he can go down, dude. I think I, yeah. many have tried and many have failed. He's, He's built, built like, like a, a house. <laughs> Man's big, dude. He's I guarantee you in the basement. That's all he did is just lift and just practice his hugs. Yeah, because that him. that Wilson hug that was that got me a bit emotional secondhand emotion just because it was like about three seconds long or two and a half and there was a rock to the right rock to the left two back pats three back pats it was do you guys notice wow, that great after the first hug he kind of pushes the player back a little bit he's like come here come get another one <laughs> i've noticed that quite a bit where he'll come in for the first hug push the guy back and then embrace for an even stronger hug let me know what you boys think i don't know wow That's i gotta break down game. the tape you're gonna have to check the tape later. That's something I've noticed for sure. We got to it. two oh. more days of NFL draft coming up. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm gonna let Mel Kuyper take care of the an- analysis for the rest of the draft. I haven't been grinding the tape that hard. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, couldn't agree so more. Mel Mel can take us home the rest of the way. Enjoy your last two days, Mel. We'll see you again in 362. Yeah. We're Welcome anytime there, you want. Open invite. Oh yeah, open invite for sure. But uh, last thing we're going to do here before we get out of here, no conclusive evidence. This is just a gut take. You take this from your gut. There is no conclusive evidence. We're taking this once every Friday. Just give us your gut take Owen. you lead us off right now. Give it strong. And we can't be judged for these takes. We've put no effort into them. It's just purely a gut feeling. Okay. So I'm going to go back to, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but my gut take, gut feeling is that Zach Wilson's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like me. You can send your hate mail in the form of five-star reviews. I will read all of them as long as they're five stars. But, uh, but yeah, I think the tape, I think he's got the mentality. I was a little bit worried by the comments that uh, Trevor Lawrence made. and, And I feel like, Zach's just a better talent. So that's going to be my hot take for the week. All right. There's no conclusive evidence to that one. There is no conclusive evidence. Alex, you go, buddy. 
I'm going right at Owen here, man. I I I think Zach Wilson is going to be the worst quarterback oh. out of these five, man. I I like this take. I, I watched the tape, man. Folks at home, I'm giving you a little homework. Check the Coastal Carolina tape. Those passes are a little too. Whoa. Short. Whoa. Passes are a little too. Oh, short. you can't rebuttal, dude. Boys, you can't rebuttal. The wide the the wide receivers aren't catching them in stride. You hate that. Mm. And not only on that, I just don't think. Not a lot of people can handle New York media. The just the Jets fans just chewing on you. That's my sure. take. I agree. Can I just add something? Not pushback, just a little bit of context for the fans at home. Look at BYU's roster and count how many over three star recruits they have at receiver and how many guys are going to the NFL. Just just and then leave your responses in the form of five star reviews. So if they're slower, it should be easier to hit them in stride. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. He also, sorry, quick rebuttal. Well, not a rebuttal. Context, as Owen said, his old linemen, dude, were like 24, 20, like 25. He had like absolute manpower. Yeah. missionaries. Yeah. Men blocking him. But, hey, I wish him all the best. Yeah, we love Zach Wilson. But, you know, Alex just thinks he's That ninja band. We love him. Yeah. Just I, was, I love that ninja band. He should have worn that with the suit. Off, I would. I yeah. think he should have too. Also, he does look 14, like you said earlier. It's kind of a scared face. I don't know. I don't know. He was giving some aggressive high fives. Those were not scared high fives. He was slapping those hands. Yeah, that, a good was, high five. that was nervous. Yeah. Good high fives. Good high fives. Great high I'll take us home here. No conclusive evidence. The Titans picked Caleb Farley, and I think it was in the 20s, 22. Yeah. Titans picked this guy. And they cut to him. He's at home. He's got a brace on. I think he had some COVID issues this week. The, the, the analysts are picking this guy apart. They don't know what I know. And that he popped up on my Snapchat stories today. You know when there's the popular ones. And this guy had 32 hats laid out on his couch. He was prepared to go to any team. Not only were they the hats, they were different from the actual draft hats, which were terrible, by the way. So he knows his strengths. They were all different. They're all different logos. He clearly picked them out. And then right away, he put on that Titans cap. That's preparation right there. So, so clearly- Caleb Farley, I'm saying Daryl Revis vibes. I think it's there. Wow. No wow. conclusive evidence. There's, there's two things to these hats. So either he just picked. Every single one that was on sale, he just went on NFL.com and just picked the ones yeah. that were you on know, sale. They got the little or, $6 sticker exactly. on them at Lids. He got some of those. Or, he definitely, those like the Jaguars and the Jets. Like He knew he exactly. wasn't going there, so he got the $6 exactly. ones. Exactly. Or he cares about his drip so much, which I respect. And like you said, these draft hats were terrible. And he just picked the ones he liked. Because he's like, fuck that. I'm not wearing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. What if he, what if it wasn't even for the draft? What if the guy just is gonna just wear those? Like, what if he's playing for the? What is he drafted by Tennessee? Yeah. What if he just wears like a Broncos hat around? What if he just likes wearing NFL hats? What if he's preparing to get drafted by any team in Madden? It's possible too. I was gonna it's say. Too. What if he just started like franchise mode with like the Broncos, and he's just like, well, fuck, like if I'm gonna be, he's got to pretend he's the coach. I do the same thing. The hat. Yeah. I always, when I pick a team, I always look around and see if I have any of their memorabilia that I can wear during the games. It makes the experience that much better. Trust it me. makes me feel like I'm virtually on the sideline. Oh, absolutely. Can I just say a couple more things about Caleb Farley though? First of all, why was this guy, I wasn't sure if he was recording in a hotel room or, or what, because this guy's 
no family in sight. This dude, sta- I don't know how long this guy was. Hey, we're, we don't. He was not. No, no disrespect. To we Caleb. don't do Caleb Farley disrespect here. No, this is no disrespect. I'm just. I care for him so much. I just want. I just want to get to the bottom of this because his family is nowhere in sight. This guy. Could we give him a chair? Dude, he has like, COVID, Roger bro. Well, clearly, because that was not a good room to take t- the the draft in. He was literally. He looked like he was in a prison cell. Like get well, this guy here because he was just standing, staring at the camera. Should have linked and up with Vera Tucker. What was in the two? What was in the two purses? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. Because it was probably Titans jerseys. He just didn't want to tell so? anybody. Yeah, where we love you, Caleb. We're good. We do love Caleb. Caleb, we do. Welcome anytime you want. Open invite. The flag on the play. The inaugural episode is in the books, fellas. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty good. Absolute shaker. Loved it. Couldn't have started off on a better date. Right oh, yeah. We, draft. We, oh, yeah. And we'll be back on Monday. We're going to be talking the last two days of the uh, draft here. Well, I mean, probably not. But let's, let's not just say we're doing it. Well, we'll say we're doing it. If there's any some cool Roger moments. reactions, any cool last names, you know. We'll be covering it. We'll, we'll be, be covering, covering it. it. And we'll, we'll talk some NBA. Little, exactly. Early playoff scenarios, play-ins, what we're thinking. Um. And we're also, we might also do some uh, props for you guys. We'll see. It could be. Could it be. could be. So you want to make sure you follow us on Instagram. You want to make sure you subscribe on Spotify. You want to make sure you download Audible because nobody has Audible. And you're going to want to subscribe on there too, just so you don't miss out. You're going to want to leave a five-star review on Apple. These are just things you're going to want to do. And stay up to date with the boys. Follow us all. We're on Twitter. What else are we on? What am I missing? We're on TikTok soon. We're going to get some TikTok ripping soon. Just start firing out TikToks. Yeah. You guys will love it. Content is coming. So our TikTok will find you on your for you page. Like it It will will find you. I'm sorry. You can run away, but it will find you and you will like the TikTok and we'll bring you into the podcast. It's coming after you. We'll see you guys on Monday.